Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Glad to have you here on this Sunday morning. Looking forward to this conversation today. Dr. Jonathan Zonka, Family Medicine, New West Physicians, Ascent Family Medicine, part of Optum. Happy to have you here. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about the flu season because I hear it's hitting early this year. Yes, it is. I actually just had a, a patient this week who um, was our first patient with the flu. Oh, man. Why is that? Why are we so seeing it so early? And I've heard it's going to be a pretty rough one as well. Um, so th- there's already been a pretty rough season in the Southern Hemisphere. And what tends to happen is the flu vaccine, like other viruses, or the flu the flu infection, like other viruses, will circulate around the world. And with the flu, it tends to start in Southeast Asia. And it will move around the Southern Hemisphere during their flu season. And then it starts to kick into uh, the Northern Hemisphere around this time, typically. Okay. And it, it seems to start at the time of uh, onset of fall. And some of it is related to travel and colder. And one of the things that we think may be causing a worse flu season this year is now we're not doing as much masking. We're going Mm -hmm. out into public, we're resuming our normal lives. And so there may be um, more transmission just due to less masking. And people may have not had the flu shot for the last couple of years because we've been focused so much on COVID. And do you think our immunity is down too because we haven't, uh, because we have been masking and haven't been around as many people? There's uh, two parts to that. That's correct. Our, Our immunity may be down um, for the flu itself because if you haven't had it for a couple years, either the vaccine or the infection, Mm -hmm. your immunity carries over a little bit from year to year from the prior vaccine or prior infections. And a lot of people were staying at home and they weren't even going out to the pharmacy to get a flu shot or their doctor's office. So we're seeing a lot of people who may not have had a flu shot for two or three years, and that may increase the risk of more uh, extensive transmission of the virus. Well, let's talk a little bit about the flu shot because I'm always curious how they determine what flu shot to be. And then sometimes at the end of the season, you hear, well, that wasn't the right flu shot for us. Is that true? Correct. Some of that is true. They base it on what flu has been circulating in the Southern Hemisphere in in their previous six months. So there's some educated guesswork on that, and they will take a look at the different strains and they'll make uh, changes in the formulation. And there's um, different types of the flu. There's mm-hmm. both A and B. And the four typical vaccine components of the flu shot will have two of the A and two of the B. So they will change it slightly from year to year based on if it's the uh, subtypes of particularly the A vaccine, the A virus that is circulating that year. So what is the difference then between A and B? They're both the flu virus. So they're both influenza. Sometimes there's slightly different symptoms and uh, less infectivity, maybe a B. Looking at the CDC data, the majority of the cases in the last year were all influenza A. In general, they have very similar symptoms. Sometimes the B is a little bit less severe and maybe more GI symptoms, Mm -hmm. diarrhea, nausea, um, and A may have... uh, earlier higher fever, but essentially it's still the same virus. It's just a different version and it still can cause both hospitalization, um, death, and severe illness that um, could affect your life and and potentially even death. There's usually somewhere around 20 to 30,000 deaths a year from the flu. Last year was a little bit lower, maybe 10 to 15,000 deaths from the flu. And the important thing about the flu shot is just like the COVID vaccine, getting the vaccine can reduce the risk of both hospitalization and risk of death. So if you still get the flu, you're less likely 
probably about 40% less likely for adults to get um, a severe illness leading to hospitalization. But really importantly, it's those higher risk individuals. Young kids have a 75% uh, lower risk if they have the flu shot of having a very serious illness like going to the hospital. And older adults over 65 also have about a 70-60% reduction in hospitalization when they have the shot. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah, and that's the the biggest reason why we talk about getting uh, the vaccine is um, and the more people get it, the vaccine, the less likely it is to sort of spread with uh, such vigor like the uh, COVID uh, pandemic did. Well, what about people who say, well, I I got the flu vaccine and I still got the flu? What do you say to them? So that's an important part because there's some sometimes hesitancy to get the shot. Um, One of the things that may happen is that you might have had a much less of a symptomatic case. Um, Secondly, the virus may have mutated during the season, and that's not something that we can control. However, there's really good data that even if it mutates during the season, that the vaccine that we do give still provides some protection and helps prevent those hospitalizations and severe illnesses. Well, let's go over first uh, to some symptoms. What is the flu? Because I know it's very close to COVID. And for people that are trying to tell, well, do I have the flu or do I have COVID? What are those symptoms? So you're correct. There are a lot of similarities because they're both viruses that cause cold-like symptoms, runny nose, fever, cough, shortness of breath, body aches, um, stuffiness in the nose, fatigue, tiredness, headache, sometimes vomiting or diarrhea. One of the things that I've noticed in practice um, is that a lot of times the flu will have a much higher fever very quickly, mm-hmm. whereas the COVID fever can be very high, but it sometimes is um, a little bit lower and a little bit slower. And then, so the other thing, I think people get confused before COVID, they were wondering, well, do I have a cold or do I have the flu? Is the fever the big difference? Um, it can be, but essentially COVID is also just one of the cold viruses that just happened to have a predilection for transmission much more rapidly mm-hmm. and severe consequences and side effects such as that. So one of the things is there's a lot of different cold viruses. There's a lot of different families of viruses such as rhinovirus and coronavirus, which is uh, one of the COVID strains. Um, and they're all viruses that cause similar symptoms. One of the things that we try and focus on is preventing death and severe infection causing hospitalization, mm-hmm. respiratory failure, heart attacks, um, and because of the strain on the system. So those people that have underlying conditions really should consider getting the flu shot. But also think about your family members. If you have elderly parents that live with you, if you have young kids that you're taking care of, if you're exposed to a lot of people or you travel a lot, you really should get the flu shot. And is there only one flu shot or is there a different flu shot for the elderly? There are several different kinds of flu shots and including several different types of flu shots for the elderly. So those over 65, there are what are called higher dose flu shots. Mm -hmm. Um, There are several different ways that companies get to a higher dose. One of the ways they do it is they increase the amount of antigen, which is the response that the body looks at to see uh, to create an immune response. So there's some data that uh, as we age, our immune response is not as strong, which leads to more infections and, and bad outcomes. So the, there are several that have just four times the amount. There's another vaccine that has what's called an adjuvant, which is a, an oil-based uh, system that improves the immune response to the actual vaccine. So the intention is to give a better immune response to those people who are at higher risk. Okay. There's also 
there's several different types of vaccines. There's a nasal flu mist, which is only for those healthy adults without asthma. That's a nasal vaccine for ages 2 to 49. And there are now some newer ways of creating the flu vaccine instead of relying on using an egg-based medium. They use either recombinant cell technology or actual um, uh, creation in a lab Mm. in cell-based mediums. So it doesn't necessarily rely on the egg base. So there's new technology that is coming along and it it helps us to provide better uh, tools to fight this infection. Well, I was going to say, I know people that have egg allergies and they're like, I can't get the flu. So I hadn't even heard that there was something out there that was different than that. Yes. So there's two different types um, of vaccines that are not using egg-based medium at all. And so as a doctor, do you have all of these different ones at your office? And how do you know which one to give to a patient? Correct. So there's usually most doctor's offices choose a few of them to have on hand. And so we have um, uh, one of the high-dose flu vaccines, as well as the regular um, cell-based medium um, flu vaccines for our regular population that is not over 65. Okay. And so and then the pharmacies will also have several different types available. And if somebody does have an egg allergy or they've had a reaction to an egg-based shot, it is possible they can talk to their doctor about getting one of the non-egg-based allergy um, shots. Well, I think that's huge for people to know that that option is out there now. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, it's a great uh, advance in technology, just like the advances in technology in all other parts of uh, our world, whether it's uh, creating the uh, COVID vaccine um, or creating a, a better cell phone or a better computer or electric car so that there's technology that's being advanced. And the goal overall is to try and reduce the impact on people's lives, reduce the risk of death, hospitalization, right. and, um, you know, reduce the, the impact on our loved ones around us. And I think one of the biggest things uh, that is important is if you are sick, go, go to your provider, go to an urgent care, go to your regular doctor. There's even a test that we are running now that has both COVID and flu in it because, as you said, it's sometimes not easy to tell. So we mm-hmm. can test both at the same time on one swab. Oh, that's really nice to know. That makes life a lot easier if you only have to do one swab. Exactly. Nobody likes the swab, but it's really important to really understand what it is because then we can help people understand that they're potentially at risk of giving it to others and to and to really stay at home if right. you are sick. Um, take care of yourself. Don't go into work. Don't go into school if you are sick and really get um, things taken care of and reduce the risk of you getting others sick and right. reducing the risk of uh, our you know, community having a worse outbreak. Because we are seeing already uh, on the, the CDC's flu map that Texas, um, I believe uh, Washington, D.C. are both in fairly uh, moderate transmission right now. Mm-hmm. And that'll tend to spread around the country as sure. people move and travel and uh, interact with their families or uh, business. Absolutely. Um, travel. So who should get a flu vaccine, doctor? So we would recommend it for anybody who has not had a bad reaction to uh, a flu shot in the past, particularly, though, anybody who is working with the community, any people out in sales or out in uh, the public eye a lot, um, anybody who's, let's say, working in business, particularly those people who have underlying health conditions, they're dealing with, you know, unfortunately, things like cancer or Mm -hmm. have diabetes, asthma, or they're over 65, or they take care of somebody's over 65, if they're a young uh, child at school, so that we can try and keep those schools open, keep, get, keep education 
vaccination going. So young kids as, as old as six months can get a flu shot. Um, so it, it tends to cover a lot of people when you start to right. look at all those things. If you look around your community, it's a lot of people that should get it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what if somebody says, well, I just had a COVID-19 booster. Can I still get a flu shot? What do you say? That's a great question. And scientifically, there's actually some data that when you get the shots together or close together, that there's an improvement in the immune boosting of both the vaccines. So there's actually uh, some um, extra support for the immune system and your immune system creates a better response to both of them. So it's okay to do them together as well as if you've had them within a couple days of each other. Okay. And what about for kids? Is that rule true as well? That holds true as well. Okay. And for folks that are saying, okay, well, when should I go and get this flu shot? When should I do the booster? When is the right time? So any time that you can get the flu shot is great. We already have started it at September 1st. And um, it, some people say, well, I'm going to wait, you know, until the flu season really hits. But it takes a couple weeks for your body's immune system to ramp up enough. So we're recommending getting it at your earliest convenience when you can get to the pharmacy or your regular doctor's office, get the shot. And uh, typically our flu season will um, start to peak in early November, mm-hmm. and it can go as long as through the March, and we still see flu circulating April, May, even June. So it's a there can be a long uh, tail to that um, range of infections, but right. peak of it, it tends to start before Thanksgiving and runs through March. And is there any downside to getting the flu shot earlier? I mean, does it run out of steam sooner, or should people just get it done? I think the biggest thing is getting it done and getting a shot at any time is better than not getting it. So if you haven't had a chance and it's December, um, go ahead and get it. If it's, you know, January, March, and you haven't gotten it, it's still uh, adequate to get it at that time. There's some data that maybe after six months, there's a reduction in uh, ability to protect against the flu. Mm -hmm. But if we can kind of keep the flu from really taking hold and steam in our uh, our communities, that's the best thing possible is to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Dr. Jonathan Zonka, Family Medicine, New West Physicians, Ascent Family Medicine, part of Optum. Thank you so much for your time today. And if folks want to get in touch with you or someone there at New West Physicians, Ascent Family Medicine, what do they do? They can uh, go on our website, which is newwestphysicians.com. They can also call our office number, uh, which is 303-322-0212. And on our website, you can actually see all of our different clinics since we have 22 different clinics and many providers around the whole metro at Denver area. And we're more than happy to see you and get get the care taken care of for you. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Zonka. So appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. I'm Melissa Moore for Mile High Magazine. Thank you so much for being here on this Sunday. Sure appreciate it. I'll be back here next Sunday. For more information, go to the radio station's website. Go out, have a great Sunday, be blessed, and remember to be kind to everyone.